Mashiach now. Welcome to the 17th day of the Bain Hamatrim series. 17 is the Gematria for Tov. But this is corresponding to the letter Pei. So it's interesting that the 17th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, the 17th day of the Bain Hamatrim, is the Pei, which is all about the mouth. The Gematria of Pei is 80. So Continuing on with our Sanhedrin 97A, and I want to move to Sanhedrin 99, where it specifically mentions the death of the Mashiach from the Barnafli drop that we began in Sanhedrin 96. So you can see over just a few pages how much um, rabbit trails, so to speak, uh, or shall we call them rabbi trails, happen in the Parsha, <laughs> so, or Sika in the Talmud. So if you ever wonder why are people uh, always digressing when they teach Torah lectures, it's just like, well, you have all these related stories that come up and thoughts that just make you think about something else. So on Sanhedrin 97a, it says this, the Gemara asks, what is the meaning of and truth and the truth will be absent and what what is this you know and this actually makes me think of the writings of shaul hashliach to timothy where he was telling him about people will be lovers of themselves they will have itchy ears all of those different things right so lots of corruption and things going on especially in leaders well here's what the kamara answers in the academy they said it teaches that truth will be formed into groups. And it says, and go away. So break that down. So it says literally flocks and flocks. Absence shares the same root as flock. So there'll be like these little Torah groups that form. Because truth will be so absent, so it won't be the big yeshivots, the big academies that we're so used to. It's going to be, Slika, it's going to dwindle down into these little small groups. And then it's going to go away. It says the generation will be so corrupt that few surviving truthful persons will have to band together in groups and leave the general society. That's from the Maharsha, and also see Yad Shaul cited by Mar Galiot Hayam. St. Andrew 97a. This is pretty intense that we're going to have to band together in small groups because there will be so few truthful people left. You know, I mentioned uh, on a teaching at our synagogue Magin Yashenu this past Shabbat, the Shabbat of Matot Maseh, that there's so much corruption happening in the, the rabbinic platform these days, where there's literally a rabbi who created what's called a hit list and labeled 15 particular rabbis as Erev Rav and as teachers that should not be listened to. 
which is interesting because when the Mashiach told, taught us about people who teach, especially who teach in his name, which really is the Torah, but we digress, right? He says, leave them alone. Just let them do their thing. The truth is going out, so just let them teach. So what's interesting is for someone to come up in their own mind with a device that says, you know what? Don't listen to so-and-so, but you know, you can totally trust me. I'm a good teacher. It's kind of like that's very sus, as the young people would say. Sus is the new way to say suspect, or that's something that's probably not good. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to impress your children, say, uh, son, you're acting kind of sus right now. Did you clean your room? You know, kind of thing. Or son, daughter, you know, or if you want to impress your your nieces and nephews, you know, like, is it today your birthday? That's us, you know. Anyway, Bain Goodness. So here is the Sanhedrin 99A drop. So one moment here. Footnote 10. Where we need to go in contrast to the original Davidic dynasty, which reigned over the entire country for only two generations. Following Shlomo's death, the country was split into two kingdoms. The Messianic dynasty will last three generations. That's from the Maharsha. It says in his introduction to this chapter, Rambam writes that after a lengthy reign, the Mashiach will die. And he will be succeeded by a son, then a grandson. By specifying these three generations, Rambam implies that the Messianic dynasty will not endure any longer than that before the era of the resurrection begins. So there's a whole thing about the Mashiach dying here and having successors after him. So just want to make sure that I cover everything over here before we switch gears quite swiftly, so to speak. Um, let's go to footnote 50. It's another insight. Footnote 50, i.e. he will perhaps die today. So let's look at the context here. Many should inquire after your welfare. Nevertheless, reveal your secret to one in a thousand. Indeed, guard your words, even from the one who lies in your embrace. Do not be distressed by tomorrow's troubles, for you do not know what will happen today. Perhaps by tomorrow, one will not be alive. Oh, just some, some Matthew stuff. <laughs> Sleek guy here. Um, just really getting into the travail that happens um, during the proceeding of the coming of the Mashiach. So that is the teaching of Bar Nafli, 
and that's where we will conclude. And then I would like to go over to a brand new Sefer that I have never, ever heard of before. I'm looking forward to getting into this. It is called Garments of Light by Ephraim Palavanov. So it says 70 illuminating essays on the weekly Torah portion and holidays. So it says in this particular insert from excerpt from the book, the mystical Sefri Yitzira states a famous principle. The end is wedged in the beginning and the beginning in the end. The whole process of tikkun, which is the repair, will end very similarly to how it all began. In the same way that it began with our three forefathers, it will end with another set of three figures. Interesting, we were talking about the Mashiach having a three-generation end to, <laughs> to his uh, reign, and then the era of the re resurrection will begin. It's crazy. It says, when describing the events of Mashiach's coming, Jewish texts re usually refer to three individuals, Eliyahu, which is Elijah, Mashiach ben Yosef, the Mashiach who comes from Yosef, and Mashiach ben David, the Mashiach who comes from David. Eliyahu is first, who comes to announce the coming redemption. Mashiach ben Yosef is next, whose job is to fight the necessary battles to prepare the world. By the way, that battle is known as the war against Amalek. And how do we become victorious over Amalek? We gather in the exiles of Israel, which includes making converts. Or, shall we say, making disciples. Also, that's Mashiach being else to talk. Kol Hator brings all that down. It goes on to say, finally, Mashiach ben David comes to lead the world into a new era. The Talmud, Sukkah 52a through b, records how Mashiach ben Yosef will have to die. The Arizal instituted a kavana, which is an intention or meditation, which according to David Van Covering is the most powerful tool that we have as a human being. When you start studying what intention and what intent can do, it, it'll blow your mind. But anyway, the Kavana within the Amidah, the Shemoni Esrei, the Standing Prayer, the 18 Blessings, during the blessing for the rebuilding of Jerusalem, for one to pray that Ben Yosef will not have to die. However, it seems that the death of Mashiach Ben Yosef is nothing more than the fulfillment of the Akidah. And in Sefer Asera Ma Amrot, Rabbi Menachem Azaria Defano, in the year 1548 through 1620, writes explicitly that. Mashiach ben Yosef will die and be resurrected shortly after, having fulfilled his task. He even implies that Mashiach ben Yosef is none other than Yitzhak, Isaac, the son of Abraham. There's so much to say on that because we know that the Akedah was 
completely unfulfilled as far as again as garments of light ephraim pile of anav uh new new sephirim looking at getting into but that's so important because at the akira there was the substitution lamb there was the fact that yitzhak wasn't actually offered but according to the parable he actually died his soul left his body went up to the throne and shem said nope go back he arose from the altar and that's when the second blessing of the shamanic esrei was uttered between abraham and yitzhak this is why the second blessing of the shamanic esrei corresponds to isaac so all of that and there was a thought that i had and this is based off of a shavile pinkus teaching on parsha vayishlak which Bezrat Hashem over the next few days I can break down and share. It's a huge, huge thing about saving the Mashiach Ben Yosef from having to die. But the thought to me that came up was due to Yitzhak being offered, there was a hope that the Mashiach Ben Yosef would not have to die. But the flip side of the coin is because Yitzhak didn't technically die at the Akeda, Mashiach ben Yosef will fulfill the technically dying as an Akeda, which remember, go back to last week's Ben HaMetrim teaching, the way to call the crucifixion of Yeshua is call it the Akedat Yeshua, because the Akeda is about the son of the father and the son looked exactly like the father and the son was willingly bound by the father and offered up on Mount Moriah, which is the place where man was originally created. So being a living sacrifice and all of that, the, that's totally implied from Genesis chapter one and Genesis chapter two, and also from the Akeda, which is Genesis 22. So tie all these things together. There's the crown of thorns because the ram that was caught in the thicket, it says the thicket was uh, thorns. Also outside of the, the place where Adam was created, there were thorns everywhere. So Adam was created in the middle of thorns uh, as he was brought forth on the Temple Mount. So crown of thorns, first Adam, crown of thorns, Akeda, the Isaac, the Mashiach bin Yosef. Also, Yitzhak comes from the word meaning laughter and will cause laughter and he shall laugh. And this is what Mashiach was saying, you know, don't weep. You know, I'm going to make all things new for the joy or with joy. He endured the things set before him. There's the whole Yitzhak connection there. So you have all of these things to take into account. And so that was just kind of a thought that I had, but I don't have a source that particularly says that the reason the Mashiach Ben Yosef dies is because it's the fulfillment of the Akida. However, Garments of Light gets pretty, pretty close uh, with this drop here. So Baruch Hashem, may we see the Mashiach and know that um, we need the, the Beit HaMikdash we need to uh, really immerse ourselves into a, a new consciousness 
of everything being new, uh, making teshuva after we make teshuva, how close to Hashem can we get? How much of Mashiach sparked within us that we can actually spark into a flame, you know, that the whole world is consumed with the light of Hashem and the knowledge of Hashem going to and fro across the surface of the earth. So Hashem, please help us to make Talmudim. Please help us to be open to the nations and bring in the, the exiles, bring Mashiach, help us to actualize Mashiach. Mashiach now.